What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. Jadles, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble, a.k.a. JD. Hi, y'all. How's your man? This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And I'm Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Space Time Tribble. Drax, lamb, sclounced. Everyone's looking at me weird. Uh, there's a really funny um, Key and Peele skit where they're talking. About, they're on a plane and they're talking about Terry's new terrorists. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you not seen this skit? No, I haven't. It's so. I'm going to show it to you later. Anyway, hi guys. We're here to talk about uh, whatever we decide we want to talk about this week. Len, normally at this point of the show, I would I would throw it to the emails, the letters. We got no letters. So. No letters. No letters. So I guess I guess that's it. I guess we're not going to have a show. Well, Normally, we rely on the emails <laughs> to give us things to talk about. Well, give us something to talk about, at least at the top of the show, but yeah. they, they haven't uh, been forthcoming this week. Yeah. Which is fine. It's not fine, Len. It is It fine. hurts me on a deep level. Why? Because it's all, all you... I have in my life, Len. No, it's not. You have this beautiful store, oh the God. Hero you, Complex. You mean 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia? Yes. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex? Yes. And you, you just got to- You also mean our friendships with Brandon and Len? <laughs> well, I guess that's that. They've, they've, also, that's more importantly, you just got a brand new addition to the store. I, I did. Oh, I got a Marvel Superheroes arcade game from Arcade 1-Up. And it's awesome. It is, it is pretty good. It's got three games. Marvel Superheroes, X-Men, Children of the Atom, and Punisher, which is a side-scroller that I've never played. Not appropriate for children. Really? There's blood and murder. Punisher's not appropriate for children. Yeah. Who knew? It's in the name. Speaking of not appropriate for children, I am seeing here on Facebook from Slash Film, one of my other favorite podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, Joker sequel in the works with Todd Phillips also planning yet another DC character origin movie. How do you guys feel about this? About a Joker sequel? For, okay, let's let's go let's go from the beginning. How'd you like Joker, Len? I didn't like Joker overall. How do you feel about a Joker sequel, Len? I feel it was inevitable. Yeah, but like, how do you feel? Um, are you are you are you of the mind of like, all right, I didn't like Joker one, but now that we've gotten the silly origin out of the way, maybe we'll actually get to see an actual Joker movie? Wait. I just went on Deadline. Exclusive. Hashtag Joker movie sequel news is mere clickbait. Insiders say Todd Phillips never pitched origin film series on other DC characters. Don't believe the hype just yet. Oh, ooh. <laughs> slash film. Oh, in real time. Slash- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> Slashfilm.com also, if I keep scrolling, also has an update that says Deadline is saying THR is incorrect and that multiple sources said no such October 7 meeting between Phillips and Emmerich occurred and that Phillips hasn't even considered overseeing other DC. Why not just take your article down? No, they never do that. No. Well, they always... But first of all, it was yeah, because you always get the update. Second of all, this was... Um, that clarified that it's Slash Films was reporting an article from THR, which yes. is the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. So the Hollywood Reporter is the ones that are uh, reporting about this meeting. Um, and yeah, but shouldn't you also maybe make an adjustment to your clickbait title? No. Why no. would you do that? No, you get them. You still get them to click. You gotta get the click. No, I'm saying as <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the click. Right. Okay. About the All click. right. All right. No. I was saying as a person who. Uh, Respect yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. You're talking about clickbait. Okay. Yeah. You want clickbait. that clickbait? Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, dog. My bad. Mm-mm. All right. Good. You know how I feel. Great. Now I feel much better. I want I... more DC movies. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't sure. mind more serious DC movies. Yeah. And I just don't want necessarily a sequel to Joker. I didn't mind Joker, but I just don't really need a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm f- I'm fine with Joker just being a one and done. Yeah, and keep it moving. Especially since they kept saying it was only going, going to be, be a, a one and done. done. So I was a little disappointed. If not, I wasn't surprised, but I was a little disappointed that there was going to be more of this. Look, they made, made a billion a, dollars. It's made a billion dollars. I think they said it is already. It's on track to uh, make more money than either one or both of the Dark Knight films. Oh wow! I think it's like the highest. Grossing like horror movie or R rated movie? movie. R rated yeah. movie, yeah. It's uh, not a horror movie, but at the end of the day, look, they made a sequel to The Watchmen, the comic book. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, two actually. They made several sequels. They made several sequels. They made a they sequel. made a mini series of sequels. They made prequels before Watchmen. And then they did Doomsday Clock, which is a comic book sequel. And now they're doing an HBO show, which is a completely different sequel. Yeah. yeah so, right. so if they could do that, yeah, they can make a sequel to the. But joke. can they? Like, did, would, would you say those? I guess they went well. Never mind. Yeah. No, they I, went. They went well. Watchmen is really good. Yeah. The, the HBO show, and the comic, the 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 prequel comics, they sold pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying all of them were great, but they sold pretty well. Also, I have a bit of a problem with what we're doing nowadays in pop culture, wherein we're taking Watchmen, a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and we're making. Watchmen, an HBO sequel to Watchmen. Uh, we've got 1978's Halloween, and we made a sequel called Halloween. The, I remember when there used to be Halloween 2, Halloween 3. It's uh, just, we're just using the same names over and over again as a sequel. Like, if you're doing a reboot, a remake, that I understand. Call mm-hmm. this, you know, mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels. Just call it Charlie's Angels. I don't mm-hmm. care. But That's actually not necessarily, that's more of a that's in the same universe, oh, so it's it? not necessarily a oh, reboot. Oh, okay. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Plus, that's more of a franchise than a. Yeah. It's not a direct sequel, right? So you're, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You, thank you. Yeah, I just calling it the same thing that already existed, but it's a sequel. Doesn't I hate it? Where this is really egregious. So there was the movie Shaft from 1971 with Richard Roundtree. Mm-hmm. Then in 19 or maybe 2000 something, early 2000s, Samuel Jackson does not real, uh, kind of like a reboot, and it's called Shaft. Then this year, ten years later, they do a sequel to the Samuel Jackson movie, and it's called Shaft. Mm-hmm. That's where it's really egregious. Yeah, that's frustrating. That's very I, frustrating. I <sighs> so, okay, good. Good news. I'm glad to hear that we're not going to get a Joker sequel until we get a Joker sequel. Yes, because yeah. there will be, it will come. Mm. This too shall pass, and there will be a Joker sequel. So don't worry about it. Um, what do you but you guys about? wanted to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, let's talk about Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. They were flipping over here. Before we flipped on the mics, ladies and gentlemen, they were literally doing like cartwheels in here about Star Wars and JD's watching Rebels and Mandalorian the Mandalorian and, and there's a get video game yeah so go 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 goose on Star Wars welcome to Star Wars corner y'all so I have only I, I'm a Star Wars fan but I'm not a Star Wars stan like I I, I like it more than I like Star Trek mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys remember back on the Black Tribbles you were asking Star Wars versus Star Trek, and I called into the show to say Firefly. Yes. Because I enjoy Firefly more than either of those things. Until now. Just the past several years, as much as I enjoyed the um, original trilogy, 
I hated, hated, hated the prequels. And that kind of ruined my Star Wars fandom mm -hmm. for a while. And it wasn't until the, um, what was the most, the first of the new ones? The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. It wasn't until The Force Awakens that I started to be like, ooh, all right, I'm going to okay. a good movie. And then I started, um, I read, a, one, my wife got me one of the novels for Christmas, so I read that. Um, so I've been, you know, I've, I've kind of been dipping my toe in a little bit further and further every time. So now, with The Mandalorian, with Disney Plus bringing me the Star Wars Rebels TV show, and with this video game that I'm actually kind of excited to play, uh, I'm really, I'm at like peak Star Wars fandom right now. I'm really mm. enjoying, and I'm reading a, uh, one of the novels called Lost Stars. Okay. So I'm just, so much Star Warsing right now. We're both reading Claudia Gray books then, because I'm reading yeah. Resistance Reborn, which is set after episode eight, also by Claudia Gray. Oh, tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, I just started it, but it's about Poe. He's going around trying to get allies because after eight, there's literally no one left. Yeah. So they're trying to get allies for the the resistance. Yeah. And so far, it's gotten, it's had a lot of cool callbacks like it's referenced some of the earlier books it referenced the battlefront 2 campaign wow. it's referenced like a lot of stuff so that's cool now i don't know a lot of that i don't think i would know the battlefront 2 campaign mm -hmm. storyline yeah enough to be like oh look at that they're referencing it was just this thing. a character okay so yeah okay um well now i might scoop that up because when it comes to star wars i don't care about Knights of the Old Republic. I don't care about stuff that happened thousands of years ago. Mm. I kind of need the anchor of here is one of the what I consider the main six movies, which the sixth one hasn't come out yet, but in that time period. And so that's the Skywalker that's, tr story. Well, no, Skywalker also includes the prequels. I don't care about not, any of the Clone yes. Wars stuff. I don't care about the prequel stuff, Amidala. I think what's interesting is I think you and I are on opposite, not opposite, but different spec, different are into Star Wars for different things because mm -hmm. it seems like you're not as into the Force stuff. No, I like the Force stuff. I just don't like the early... I don't like the Jedi Council of the Jedi. I don't care about midichlorians. Um, I don't care about trade embargoes. Stuff like that. The, the but, governmental stuff. I'm more into rebels fighting the man. Right. So you don't Revolution. care about how we got here. We're here. What we're doing with it. Yes. Yeah. Got you. Exactly. Um, and that's that's what I like so much about Star Wars Rebels is that it takes place after Episode Three, but before Episode Four, and we're starting to get the beginnings of the rebellion mm -hmm. as it existed uh, in the original trilogy. Uh, and but it's a whole new group of characters that I've never met before. Mm -hmm. But it feels very much like Firefly. You've got the female pilot. Uh, you've got sort of the wash. Um, oh no, not wash. Uh, Washbuckling. Yeah, yeah, yes, thank you. But I, I was thinking of a character, um, oh. Jane. Hmm. We've got the big, who's not a Wookiee. Okay. The big not Wookiee guy. Lassat. Uh, Lassat. Um, you've got a Boba Fett-esque character, female, who like spray paints her armor. She's sort of a She is a Mandalorian. Is she a Mandalorian? Legit? Yeah. Okay. And, well, um, I think she's an exiled Mandalorian, but yeah. And then you've got Kanan, who was the last Padawan, which had a comic book series, which I've never read, but I'm now going to read. And he is sort of... Um, They've got this street rat kid named Ezra who sort of like was stealing from them. So mm -hmm. then they eventually just, once they caught him, they're like, hey, you're one of us now. Okay. So it's it's got a lot of heart uh, and it's got a lot of um, stuff that I like about Star Wars, like Darth Vader. I like when he shows up and he fucks shit up. Uh, apparently Darth Maul's coming at some point. 
So, yeah, I'm looking forward to all these things. And I'm on season two, and I've just been blowing through them. Every time I get a half hour to sit down at home mm-hmm. and just put it on real quick while I'm eating cereal or something, I'll just plop it on like Saturday morning style. It makes sense that you would you would fall in love with that one Saturday morning. It's very apt. Cause that, wasn't it on Saturday mornings originally? <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it had a weird... I didn't watch it as it was coming out, but I know the last season had a weird schedule where, like, new episodes came on at, like, 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, For a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it makes sense that you would like this and, and liking this to Firefly because Firefly that that kind of universe was kind of like almost like the wild wild west of space. Yeah, and with this set in a time when when everything is kind of like breaking down, the Star Wars universe is becoming more akin to like the you know wild wild space. So it makes sense that this is where you would fall in love with Star Wars all over again. And it also, the cool thing about it that I like is that you're watching Ezra, the street rat kid that I just mentioned. He joins the crew. There isn't a rebellion to speak of. It's basically just this little, this ship, the ghost. Yep. And um, sort of them stealing from the Empire and giving to the poor. That's basically all they're doing for season one. Um, and Ezra, he's got a slingshot on his wrist that shoots like... I think oh, laser ball slings. things? No, it's, it's, elect- it's like taser kind of yeah like taser bolts, bolts. taser okay. bolts so we just kind of boop uh, which basically doesn't really do much unless you're a stormtrooper in which case you just fall over because someone breathed hard on you um and then in the second you stop hating on <laughs> the worst um and then in the second uh, uh, season they've joined the rebellion now they find mm. out oh there actually is a larger thing at work right, here and they've, right. they, they introduce ahsoka ahsoka tano and uh which i thought was a great reveal because she's great she's, character design oh i love her um, her head confuses me, but um, yeah, because she's an alien. But um, and then he eventually is able to build his own lightsaber, mm-hmm. which looks like a rectangle, kind of like it if looks you had, like a staple gun. Exactly, it looks like a staple gun, but it also shoots the electrical taser. Yeah, bolts. it's like it's a if you imagine a staple gun, the part where staples come out shoots bolts, yeah. and then the top. Um, like the way the lightsaber comes out. Yeah, so he's got that, and so you're at, you're watching him develop as a Jedi, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Um, there's there's like scenes of him training, and it's 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 great. But so we eventually, if he's developing as a Jedi, I don't know because I've never watched Rebels, so I don't know like the character's name, don't know the like ear check for him. Is he or his family? Important, important to the ongoing, you know, saga. Of I don't want to spoil Wars. it for JD. Oh yeah, don't. Because as uh, far as I know, no, he's just a street rat with blue hair. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he's just basically that character from Aladdin, right? Um, Aladdin. Aladdin. The street rat. <laughs> yeah. Name Aladdin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the titular character. Yeah. From Aladdin. <laughs> what's, the, what's the confusing here? Oh, because I said that character from yeah. Aladdin. Yeah, whose name I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. The genie. Yeah. In season three, also, you get introduced to Thrawn, which is super great. Who? Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn shows up. Yeah. See, everyone keeps talking about Thrawn because apparently there's three really good novels from the EU. Yeah, I've heard that. E, what was it called? Yeah. Extended it was just Universe. the EU. Yeah. EU. And now that they've gotten rid of all that, there's another trilogy of Thrawn books, but they're from Marvel, Disney. Sort of. I mean, they're right. books, so they're. Oh yeah, well, there's, there's also a comic, comic too. Yeah. yeah. 
But they're um, adapted of the books. So I'm curious to find out some about this Thrawn guy. So hopefully that'll yeah. pique my interest. Because I felt the same way. I was like, everyone talks about him. I don't really care. But in Rebels, I was like, okay, I get it. I yeah. get why people like him. Right. And then I read the books, and I was like, now I really get it. Also, it's got me, it had me um, Googling. Me and my wife were Googling stuff, because I was like... That's dangerous. So Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so there's these Inquisitors, and they've got red lightsabers, and they seem to be Force-sensitive, but they're not Sith. So what's the difference between a Sith and an Inquisitor? And then the one Inquisitor dies, and they send two other Inquisitors, so there's a whole bunch of Inquisitors? I don't know. So then I started Googling. It was fun. It's yeah. good. I'm the Inquisitors got they got more um, background in the Vader series, the 2017 one. That's where oh. there's a lot of Inquisitor stuff, and also they're in the new game. All right. So that's fun. Speaking so that's of, the, see, like, if I'm watching something and there's something that you know I'm questioning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't start googling. No. Like I wait for yeah this whatever I'm watching or reading or whatever to fill in the blanks of the story that I need. I, so do I, but I wasn't sure that this answer was coming. If this is right. something I should already know, being a longtime Star Wars guy, I just like... if you had, That's one of the things about watching Clone Wars. Like with me, I know that if something's in something, chances are I've seen everything. So if I don't know about it, it hasn't been explained yet. But like with JD, he never knows if maybe something came up in Clone Wars first. Yeah, yeah. So but I, I still that. wouldn't care. Like if I wanted to now go start watching Rebels, mm-hmm. right? I've never watched Clone Wars. I'm not going to watch Clone Wars. Um, I might watch Rebel because watching how YouTube froth over this thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll watch it after I finish my rewatch of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll start watching it. I will still sit there and I will just if I if it's something that I haven't been introduced to before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll take it all in if and if it's something I think oh am I supposed to know about this mm-hmm. alright if I am great mm-hmm. I'll, it, it, but I don't so I'm just going <laughs> to enjoy it it's right not here. like it's not like the show needed me to do that no, I, I just I saw the red lightsabers and the force pushing I'm like well, why aren't they Sith is, is Sith just like like I was trying to figure out the hierarchy of mm-hmm. how the dark side works right because you've got the guys on the in the Empire who are like, eh, all of that mumbo jumbo, Darth Vader, Force choking, blah blah. Like I don't believe in any of it. But then you've got, but they keep winning battles for you, so I don't know why you're giving them shit. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, they don't really it's know about like, Darth Vader though. What's that? They don't really know about him. Mm-hmm. So well, that's the other thing I like about Rebels in season two. Nobody knows who this guy is. This dude just shows up and wrecks shop yeah. and is indestructible. And they're like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, which is real cool. Um, so, but so the game came out this week, right, Brandon? Yes, came out on my birthday, November fifteenth, and it's called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, do I want to play this? Yes, it's gonna take you a while though. Like well, I know you don't really like. I've never finished Spider Man, so it's gonna. Take I don't me know. Long. When was the last time you finished a game? Uh, I finished the game. It was a horror game. No, I finished Castlevania. When? <laughs> Two, three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I finished Castlevania. I had it on my... um, my uh, Switch? Yes. Hmm. No, 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 no. On my... Phone? No, stop. Um, <laughs> You're the, holding uh, a small thing. The Game Boy. Oh. I had it on, a, on a, one of the more recent Game Boys. It yeah. hasn't been a Game Boy in like almost 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I played it on that, and I finally beat it. <laughs> and I took a screenshot because I was so excited. It took me so long. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you might like it. It, 
it's qu- yeah, it's you'll qu- like it. I was gonna say qu- it's, <laughs> it's closer to three, but so is Rebels. So yeah, yeah. So what's the story of this game? You and what's it called again? Lost Jedi, Missions. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. So, so <laughs> you are a Jedi, and you get recruited by this ex-Jedi. Who now? Wait a minute. Is this after Order sixty six? Yeah. Okay. But you were you were a Jedi before Order sixty six? You were a Padawan. Okay. And um, so was this woman you meet, and she's actually the star of the Jedi Fallen. She's one of the stars of the Jedi Fallen Order comic series. Oh. And she recruits you because she wants. Yeah, this is like early in the game. She recruits you because she wants to um restart the Jedi, the Jedi Order. Of course, yeah. And so it's you going around trying. There's a a holocron buried somewhere that has like a list of all the force sensitive children. Mm. And so she wants you to help her get that holocron so you can restart the order. Gotcha. Which and, in Rebels, some of the Inquisitors are going around also trying to right kill the force sensitive children. That's their that's their purpose. Their purpose is to go That's around. the whole idea for an inquisitor. Yeah. That's, they're like Darth Vader's <laughs> they're his assassins to go around, yeah. Okay. Yep. Inquisitive babies. <laughs> Why do you pee? <laughs> well, now you're dead. There's always like a list. People are always making lists of people. Lists? Oh yeah, it's And true. then people go go try to find a list. Stop making a list. Yeah. Commit it to memory. Did you not see Malcolm X? list? Oh. Malcolm X the movie. Uh, I never did. Red. Well, Malcolm X was red. Um, Oh, I can't remember Delroy Lindo's character. But he said he'd never write anything down. You don't write it down. Keep it all in the head. Of course, that's why he got killed. But that's not another story. (laughs) Should I watch it? X? Malcolm X? Was it good? Yes. It's a very good movie. I was thinking about going back and reading the book. Sure, read the book, too. I would watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. You'll do that Okay. When I would... Because you're not that big into Star Wars, right? Not that big, no. But I was I. Right, but you... I don't. I feel like you have less of an attachment to a specific... I think you would like Clone Wars, personally. Clone Wars? Yeah. There's something about the art style of it just didn't do anything No, never mind. I was going to say, I hope you're not thinking of the 2003 one. Because there were two but Clone Wars. There was Wars. two Clone Wars. Yeah, there's one that's... There was one that was... Genji Tartakovsky, yeah, right? Tartakovsky. Like, they were like three minutes each. Yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube, and it's like two hours in total. But then there's the but other that's one. not the one you're talking about. Right. That's not there the was one. a long-running series. There CG was, animated was CG. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that just didn't... Uh, yeah. I don't care about the Clone Wars. Like the, the, yeah. I'm sorry. Like neither, the name Clone Wars sounds dumb. Neither did I, but like you get real... Like if you like war movies, you'll like Clone Wars. Like if you like oh, the... You knew, uh, no, no, no. You haven't seen so the you're show. Gonna say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're equating mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. Yes. The CG. I mean, don't get me wrong. Series. I'm not saying it's like to the a masterpiece best of war movies. I don't. Did like I Saving Private Ryan. Did I say the best of no, war you movies? Didn't. You just said war movies. <laughs> well, still. No, it, well, it's a war show, right. right? So, like in the very first episode, which I think was a misstep. The very first episode is there is a. Battalion, a small battalion of clone troopers who are trapped on a planet with Yoda, and then the. Who's coming to get him? I don't know. I don't bad remember guys. season one that much. And it was just like. The Separatists are the bad guys. Separatists, then. Yeah. yeah, the Separatists were coming to get him. And it was just like. It was a war story. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's one cool episode where. I'll, I'll just spoil it because. Yeah. It's just one episode. Um, where they're, uh, there's clone troopers and they're on a planet, and. They're trying to fight these, um, like, the villains, but the whole planet is, like, really foggy, so they can't see anything. 
and they're shooting at like the other people and then it's at some point it turns out the person the people they're shooting at are other clone troopers mm. and they're like killing their own friends Oof. and the whole time they've been their jedi commander has been telling them like has been ordering them to do stuff and they're like that doesn't seem like a good idea they've been like questioning him and he's like got, getting mad the whole time at one point two clones sneak away to rescue their friends and it works but when they get back the jedi guy is like you guys disobeyed orders and he winds them up at a firing squad and they're about to get like killed and everything and huh. it's like really it's real deep and then you find out he has like fallen to the dark side and wow. he is just messing with clones just because he doesn't care he sees them as just pretty much like machines he doesn't he's just having them fight each other for fun okay that actually sounds pretty interesting that yeah. sounds that's a pretty good episode right, so that's yeah. a, see, that's, see, see that I could get around that's yeah. what that's, that's good war yeah. stuff right there <laughs> there's one where you find out one of the clones finds out about order 66 yeah cause they didn't just kill the Jedi for fun like they were programmed in with it yeah. and he's going around telling people like there's a chip in us that's gonna make us do this thing and no one believes him and I think in the end he ends up getting like killed for it <sighs> see what I need is a list of really good clone I've war sent episodes you that for. Send it to me again after yeah. I'm done yeah, with send Rebels. Send the good episodes. I'll watch the good Clone War episodes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to sit and watch all of Clone War. Because there's a lot of yeah. filler. Yeah, I ain't got time. There's one... Ooh, there's some... There's there's bad stuff in Rebels, too. There's one... I think it's Rebels, where like it's all about droids. And it's like these little droids. And there's like a droid like commander... Um, and not a droid commander like a like a full on like C three PO, but like a little mini droid, uh-huh. like a like a BB eight type of thing, and it's just these droids going on a mission. It's like this is dumb. Yeah, I don't want. This is I dumb. don't. I can't do a droid episode. I don't care about droids enough. But then Clone Wars also has. It, I mean, you go to you visit some Jar Jar Binks people. So. Oh no, <laughs> oh, the Gungans. Yeah. Oh fuck those things. The Gungans. No, <laughs> no. Uh, oh, so the game. So yes. you, did you already finish? Yeah. The whole thing wow it's great when did you buy it i got it friday but since it was my birthday i couldn't play oh. it until like 11 o'clock we missed brandon's birthday yeah, it's fine happy birthday brandon thank you happy birthday brandon <laughs> look thank at you, you brandon so it was real annoying because oh, like i wanted up. to go home and play the game but my mom was like no we got to celebrate your birthday got to go out to dinner and i was like fine i guess yeah so i didn't get home till like 11 o'clock so i played it a little bit then but then i played it all day saturday and Monday, and then I finished it Tuesday. How many hours did you put into it? Uh, I couldn't tell you that. I mean, it tells you, doesn't it, when you save? No. How many hours you're in? I wish it did, but it doesn't. Just percentage? Yeah. Okay. It, it, what percentage it's are you lessons. done? Also, I don't know that. Oh. <laughs> I think like 80-something. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Pretty good. You go to Dathomir, which is cool. Which one's that? That's Darth Maul's home planet. Thank you. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, because there's, he's got a trade paperback, Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. Right. Thank you. So that's fine. Ah. I want to play it. It's great. Go to Brandon's house. It's sixty dollars. <laughs> it's oh, it was fifty if you pre-ordered it. Well, I, I would. You could get it on what Black if Friday. I post-order it. <laughs> get it on Black Friday. Oh, that's what I, I was thinking about. That. Thinking It'll about probably that. Be somewhat cheaper then. That's how I got a PS4 a couple years ago, in in preparation for the Spider-Man game that I've only played fifty percent of. Yeah, Fallen Order. This is real nerdy stuff, but it's upsetting because opposed to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's upsetting because it's not going to, it can't win, there's Game Awards every year, yeah, and it can't win Game of the Year because it wasn't nominated for anything, oh. and the well, sad thing is, but a lot of people said they would have nominated it, but nominations closed the day the game came out, ah. and you had to, most people submitted their nominations before they got the game, so they couldn't nominate it. And so now, and now it might, since it technically was in the running for this year, it might not be in the running for next year either. So it might not be able to be nominated for anything. Oh, wow. I'm sure they won't care. 
Oh, no, the people who made it don't, but it still just sucks. Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing it. I haven't played a Star Wars game in quite some time. I think I tried Knights of the Old Republic way back, and that's when I decided, oh, wait, I don't like these types of games. Did you play The Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed. Which one was that? Was that the fighting game? Mm, No. It's, um, It's about you play as a Sith apprentice to Darth Vader going around killing Jedi. No. Yeah. What's that for? Uh, was PS3 and 360. I oh. think you can get it for PS4, though. Oh, maybe I will. Maybe. Was it worth it? I played. The, I only played the first one, but I really liked it. Oh, shit. It was real short, though. It was only like 10 hours. I played Star Wars um, Monopoly once. Yeah? Yeah. And you're still playing it to this day, aren't you? Because Monopoly never ends. <laughs> you still have the board this set up at home. This is the game that <laughs> never ends. Um, all right. That was if Star anyone, Wars Corner. If anyone's watched Rebels or Clone Wars, write in which your favorite series. Yeah. Which is your favorite between the two? Yeah. And also maybe recommendations for JD. And mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I, I would like... They need to be near one of the original trilogy well, or Rebels the new done? trilogy. Yes. How many seasons was it? I four? think four. Four? Yeah. How many episodes per season? The first episode... The first season had... Was it 15 episodes? I'm not but sure. But then season two had 22 so far that I can see. Mm. Mm. Brandon is on I'm his looking computer. It up. He's looking it up. There's 76 episodes in total. Okay. Uh, so only half an hour. About 24. Uh, uh, only half an hour piece. Okay. Yeah. All right. Once you're also, done that, then you can watch Avengers Earth from Mighty Heroes. And also, Earth Mighty Heroes, yeah. if you like Clone Wars, it's coming back. So that's going to be great. Wait, the cartoon? Yeah. They're making more? Yeah. Come on, man. Why? It, it, it got more to over. Because... <laughs> It Why am I so mad? It didn't get to finish because Disney bought everything. Oh, and all right, that's the fair. planned ending was a siege of Mandalore with Darth Maul taking over Mandalore and Ahsoka defending it. And now we might be getting that. All right, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, oh, sub-question. Have you watched Resistance? No. Oh, that looks real young. If it doesn't have Force people, I don't care. Oh, yeah, it looks. It, just the animation looks even younger than all the previous animations. Yeah. Something about it. Looks pretty cheap. Yeah, so, I mean, I would have, like, I would have watched. I just, if there's it's no, it's on Disney Plus. If there's no force, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> That's why I didn't like Rogue One that much. Oh, I love Rogue One. That one, I, when I first saw it, I was like, that was pretty good. But the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this movie is really fucking good. It is very good. Yeah. Yeah. it's a good movie. I like the book for it more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the other thing is that with Lost Stars, I'm going back and forth reading the novel, but then also I have downloaded it on on Audible, mm-hmm. and Star Wars knows how to make a really good audiobook. Yeah. They've got, like, when Darth Vader shows up, they've got the... Yeah, they have sound effects. The sound effects, the breathing. They actually use a voice modulator to make the author or the reader sound like Darth yeah. or Darth Maul. So they don't bring in a Darth different Vader. voice or anything like no. that? No. I don't think so. No. Um, but, like, if, if they're shooting, you'll hear the pew, pew, pew kind mm-hmm. of stuff in the background. There's there's The lightsaber sounds. Musical cues. Yeah. It's real. It's one of the best audiobook experiences I've had. Yeah. Well, and I think the money. Yeah. I think for the th- at least the first Thrawn book, I think they got the voice actor who plays Thrawn in the show to do Thrawn. Nice. Which was cool. Um anyway, so that's Star Wars. Well, it's not all Star Wars because we may want to just, you know, check in on uh the other Disney Plus property, The Mandalorian. Oh, I watched episode 2. Yep. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Yoda baby. I've decided to call him Yodele Yihu. Yodele Yihu. Yodele Yihu. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's hard to say. <laughs> it was much easier in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Most things are. Um, 
Yeah, just stick with Baby Yoda like everybody no. else. No, most people call him Yiddle. I like Yiddle. Yeah, I've never seen. Well, because Yaddle is the woman. Is the lady, Lady yeah. Yoda? Yeah, but I've only seen Baby Yoda. Yeah. yeah, but he's not. And then I've seen the Yoda. memes where it's like, oh, he's not. He's not actually Yoda because it doesn't take. Yoda's already dead, so it's clearly not. Man, shut up. I saw Yoda some people, doesn't have a, a species yet, so he's just baby Yoda. I saw some people say that um, apparently Yoda visited Kamino, the cloning planet, about 50 years before. So it's so possible. So they think it's a Yoda clone? Yeah. Plus, the guy in the first episode, there's definitely cloning going to be involved at some point. Because yeah. the guy in the first episode with the glasses, people saw the patch on his arm is the same one as the Kamino facility. Oh. So there's either the baby is a clone or they want to clone the baby oh, they want to clone the baby oh snap so yeah all right i did i did upon first seeing him think <laughs> all right well it's not yoda yeah is it a clone yeah that oh i didn't know first, i just figured it was a baby i just figured it was a baby yoda who wasn't actually yoda right yeah. but yeah did you like episode two i did it was fun good action uh, yeah it was, that was mostly all it was yeah was some action but it was fun to watch um and i gotta say my favorite part was He's he's um, the Mandalorian is stitching up his arm or something, mm-hmm. and the the baby waddles over and it's you can tell as a as a viewer that he's using the force to try and heal him I guess and he keeps just picking up the baby and putting him back in his crib <laughs> and he goes back to stitching and he comes over and he starts trying to heal him again he just picks him back up puts him back in the crib it was I was laughing really hard it was really so cute my favorite part was when he was um, riding in the the I guess like big tank thing with the Jawas. Mm-hmm. Oh right. And like, but it's built for them, so he kept banging Bonk. his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it just the little me. things. Yeah. It tickled me. Um, I'm really into the. It's basically just lone wolf and cub. Yeah. Which I'm super into. I'm into that type of story. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. What was? The, do you remember what the cliffhanger was? Was there? How's the episode? I don't at? think there was one. No, really, yeah, because you just see them flying away. They fly away. Okay, all right. Yeah. The baby I, woke up, I think, which right. was nice. At, yeah, because you were worried about That was actually a kind of cool thing. Like, that's right. After exerting so much of the force and helping him with that huge creature, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm out. I got a nap. <laughs> like, boom. I'd get my binky. Yeah, he was like, he's like, is he still asleep? He's like, yeah, he's, he's still not. He's all tuckered out, <laughs> little guy. I love him so much. He's, yo, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got him. <laughs> it's uh, it's the background of my phone. It's a yeah. it's a painting by Jen Bartel hmm. of little Yoda baby. Yeah, he's he's like uh, he's blown up. Yeah. He really has. Yeah, sucks if you haven't seen the Mandalorian. Well, I've seen a couple of people on my news my news feed my Facebook feed who are mad because they haven't seen it, and then little baby Yoda's all over the place, and they're like, well, what about spoilers? And I was like, this, there was no stopping this. <laughs> the fact that he's a little Yoda yeah. and the fact that he's the cutest motherfucking thing on the planet, of course it was going to, it was everywhere within minutes. Yeah, exactly. So while I do understand people being upset about the spoilers, it's too cute. It especially sucks for, because uh, Disney Plus isn't even available in the EU yet. Oh, shoot. So, yeah. yeah. But on a scale of one to ten, is it really that big a spoiler? Like not it's really like, if you're just showing the character. Yeah, I like, think you're not giving the if you're not giving the story behind it, then you're not really spoiling it. I think as more episodes come out, it becomes less and less of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But like 
that was the big thing in episode one. Yeah, because so it's supposed to be well, 50 true. years old. Yeah. And like, well, but true. like you, but, you but don't like know the, what you're getting. Yeah, that's the big reveal at the end yeah. of episode Yeah, but it's one. not like the show is, it's not like um, spoiling the end of Sixth Sense. True. Where it's the crux of the entire story. It's like. But I would argue that was the crux of episode one. Yeah. But like I said, as more episodes come, it's West yeah. of those thing. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how spoilers work though, isn't it? Yeah. Once you're revealed, once the thing is revealed, it's yeah. less of a surprise. Yeah, but it's not. That's what I'm saying for EU people, since they can't get it, they're yeah. constantly on episode one. Yeah, but yeah, it's good. I, I think it's great. I think it's a great show. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm enjoying it as much as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and Disney Plus. I. I. Oh, I, so I sometimes curse myself like I'm going back to Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I'm watching this freaking Avengers. It's got me in there. <laughs> There's other things I need to watch. Mm-hmm. And I find myself drawn to And, you know, of course there's a piece of me that is bothered by the fact that they own everything. Everything. But it's convenient. <laughs> so a part of me, like, hates myself just that, like, man, Disney's got a monopoly on so much stuff. I know, man. But I, I just read clicking ar- it. I just read an article. Somebody somebody was in Brandon's head. They were in the article. They were talking about like, yeah, you know, I know I'm supposed to be watching The Mandalorian, but I just can't get off of Boys Meets World. Oh, <laughs> great, great show. So I'm like, I oh, love that show. Like, and because they were comparing, what they were doing was comparing Disney Plus launch to Apple Plus oh. launch, and how. You know, it's it is that library is what makes the difference. Apple Plus does that not have nothing. a library. I don't. I assume that they would at least have like some other shows, like Disney Plus. They have their originals, but then they also have other stuff. Apple Plus has nothing because but their original shows because they don't. Yeah, it's and, and even then, they were saying because the original shows, you know, they understand the marketing are so. So Spread widely out. different, right? As far as their genres, you just watch one and then you're done. There's, you know, you pick your lane and then you're out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't even know what Apple Plus is. Well, it's, I didn't know it existed. Yes, you did. It's Apple streaming service. No, I know. It, What's on it? It's where um, C, uh, C, the, the morning the, show, the, the Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. The morning show. That's the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Don't care. That's where um, Dickinson. Dickinson. Oh, okay. Which I love all right, thank Dickinson you. In. All right, Dickinson. And then the other one is for All Mankind, which is this alternative history of the space race. From the right. 60s. I did see. Yes, I saw trailers for that too. Okay. All and right. this is that's also where eventually I guess it hasn't started yet. The um, Charlie Brown show is going to yeah. be. There's a Charlie Brown show. Yeah. Like a. It's like, like a CG, it's, but I think it's, it's got something to do with space, like space exploration. I think that. There's something I'm sorry, like Charlie that. Brown the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Woodstock. Yeah, Snoopy. Snoopy. Snoopy in space. Yes, yeah, what it's called. All Snoopy right. in space. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. There. None of those things make me want to get Apple Plus. Yeah. Exactly. At all. Exactly. Like Apple Plus. You know what they need? They need, like, free two-day delivery. Like, because <laughs> nobody cares about what's on Amazon Prime. Right. But you're still getting it. Mm-hmm. Getting the two, yeah, days. yeah. So Amazon, every once in a while you go in there and like you watch a movie. Yeah. They have some cool stuff. No, they uh, no, they do. But most people, yeah, really Fleabag, right? Yeah, Fleabag. They have great stuff. They have some great catastrophe. stuff. Catastrophe, so good. True. Aren't so those good. both like BBC stuff? Though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're on Apple Plus. They're and on apparently uh, Amazon the Prime. Man on High Castle is still there. Yo, the Man in the High Castle is a good show. Is it? I just caught up. 
um, with that, which which is why I have room for Avengers. Um, and it was still good. Yeah, it's a sumptuous. Show. Oh I gotta God. be watching that. It's a it's little a slower pace, so I don't know if, if if you're down with that. Yeah, then I think you would like it. That's okay. an interesting way to describe it. A sumptuous show about sumptuous. What Nazis taking over America? You gotta get <laughs> you gotta get to the world building. I mean, I, I know, I know, I heard it's good. But, I believe you. But yeah, I guess you, you know why Sumptuous is on my mind because it was just on a, a podcast I was listening to. <laughs> he said it twice, so now it's on my it's my word of the day. Yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime also has Modern Love, which I watched. Which is oh, do I want to watch that? You probably like it. It's short. It's like only eight episodes, each half hour piece. It's an anthology series, so each episode follows a different love story. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're based on like. Um, there was like a book where people like could write in or maybe it was a New York Times like section where people could write in their like love stories oh. and they this is like episodes this based is, on those oh, stories cool. alright so, yeah. oh that's where um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel is ah, that's a good one that's coming back yes I know I'm excited I love that show So to move on, though, we did get some sad news this week in the comic book world. Tom Lyle passed away at, I believe, age 66. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been a comic book artist for as long as I've been reading comics. Yeah, at least uh, since, like, I guess his big heyday was, like, in the 80s, 90s, right? Yeah, I remember him from the Scarlet Spider series in Spider-Man, as well as some of Robin miniseries for DC, back mm-hmm. when Tim Drake first became the Robin. Yeah, that's probably when you... Um, first, were introduced to Tom yep. Lyle, right, Brandon? Yeah, it was only it was recently for me, but yeah, his um his work on Robin was really great. I think I heard he had something to do with um Stephanie Brown. Uh, yeah, oh, he co-created right. the Electrocutioner and Stephanie Brown, so that's cool. I would I would you know Robin's more important. Yeah, but I mean I like Stephanie Brown as a character. So that's another connection I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um it it's it's always a shame when you know um. It's weird. I think because of the medium of comics, you and the characters tend to be kind of like, you know, frozen at a certain age. Mm -hmm. Evergreen. Yeah. You sometimes kind of like affix that same property to some of the creators. Yes. You know, until you realize, oh, wow, I guess they're getting old, too. Yeah. You know, well, even when they first appear, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming from an age where we didn't have. Um, social media and you weren't able to connect with the writers and artists as easily as you can these days a lot of people I didn't even know what they looked like what their ages yeah, were yep. race anything mm-hmm. um, sometimes sex yeah um, there were some yeah. some creators I was like I can't tell if that's but it never really mattered mm-hmm. um, as long as the writing or the art was good so finding out that Tom Lyle is 66 like oh he wasn't he was like in his 40s when he broke out, as far as I'm aware. Right, right. As far as, you know, maybe his he would consider his breakout something very different. But as far as when I became aware of when him. When he hit your radar. Yeah. He was yeah. in his 40s. Right. So that's so neat. So in my head, anytime a new artist breaks out, I'm always like, oh, they're probably in their 20s. So, yeah, it's so neat that um, when that happens, that's all. Yeah, yeah it is. It's cr- I'm curious. Like, um, you guys, on spoiler alert, we recently mentioned how... Stuart Eminen ah. um, had come out of come out of retirement. I wasn't yep, even been aware that he was almost retired. two two years maybe of retirement. Right, maybe. But he had re- but but either way, you know, he had decided like you know I I put down my pencils at least for a little bit and came back for a special project. Um, 
And I remember on spoiler alert, you and Noel, and while I was a fan of Stuart Eminem, you two certainly seemed like you know, like, oh, it's so great to have him back, you know, yeah. like I missed him. And he's one of my art dudes, man. I love him. Right. Um, and I know I felt a very sincere tinge of sadness when George Perez announced mm. his retirement last year, you know. So uh, is there an artist out there now? Did you feel like an, an emotional or, artist or writer? You've got an emotional attachment. Becky Cloonan. Mm-hmm. Alan Davis. Yeah. Who is already like, he's just... He's, he's got to be up there already too, right? But it, I mean, he's not getting as much work as I would like to see from Alan Davis. Like, yeah, he's but, so but, talented, that, I, but I don't see him on the shelves on a, on a consistent basis, which well, is sad. But also, like I just said, he's got to be up there in age as well. 63. 63. Yeah, Oof. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Alan Davis... Tends to be a little slower as well, yeah. so it's not hard to imagine a sixty-three. He ain't getting no faster, so he's probably working on a special project, get it done, then you see it. I like um, Sean Murphy. I don't know if I have an emotional attachment, but goddamn, I like looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Steve Dillon. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Steve Dillon. I haven't seen him in a minute. That's mm-hmm. the guy that did Punisher with. Uh, Garth Ennis, he did Preacher. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have, I think with Perez retiring, and I kind of have, you know, pulled away from my love of John Byrne. Even though though I'll still admit the guy can draw, but I can take a leave Byrne anymore. I think the only artist out there that I probably still have any type of emotional attachment to is. Tim Sale. Hmm. I like myself some Tim Sale. His oh. recent work? I, I, yeah. But, hmm. but, but probably the emotion is because of his Batman work. Because hmm. um, some of his recent work, it looks a little good. Yeah. Um, there's, don't get me wrong. There's artists that I like. And, and, and maybe to a lesser degree, um, no, I'll tell you. Two others. Brian Hitch. Because I do like him, and I and I would feel sad if, when when he falls off. Because he's going to be some good some good work over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, I just lost her name. Saga chick. Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples. Yeah, I like Fiona Staples. Um, I think we got our wires crossed. Steve Dillon passed away. Did he? A couple years ago, six twenty sixteen. Jesus. Yeah. He must That's why you haven't seen any work from him. He had to have been young. He couldn't have been that old. Uh, he was born in 62, so he was 54. Wow, that is young. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. So. Damn. Damn. I bet we probably mentioned it. Oh, I'm sure we did. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry, J.D. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I feel so bad that I forgot. Um... Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? I'm gone. I lost it. I'll tell you a writer who I will feel upset about, and I always still kind of worry about him, is Kurt Busiek. Oh. Because I know he has health issues. Yeah. So, um, and I've liked a great deal of his work. Mm-hmm. Him and um, probably Mark Wade. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring us down. Well, now I'm sad. Thanks, Wade. Good job, Len. 
So Star Wars is good. Yeah, Star Wars is great. Hey, Len, what is your all-time favorite comic book movie adaptation? Like a movie that they made a comic book adaptation of, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Hmm. I know where you're going. Yeah, you um, do. And it's not that. Um, but that's probably the only one that I bought. Yep. Batman, Batman 1989. 1989. <laughs> By Denny O'Neill and Jerry Ordway. Yeah. So good. The hardcover just came out this week. I got two copies of it. I already sold one. That second one might be mine. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> uh, I do have the original copy. I have my original at home. But yeah, all-time favorite. It's, it's you know, um, it does a good job of telling the story of the movie just as well as the movie did. Mm-hmm. All of the actors actually look like the actors. Yes, they do. Oh, it's such a good. I want to. I, I didn't crack it open. It's um, sealed. Yeah. But I want to see if they recolored it. But it might. Probably. It, yeah. They probably did, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was my favorite. But Jerry like, Ordway did not work from a lot of photo references for that. Really? He did not get a lot of photo references. Because he for nailed it. it. But he nailed it down. Yeah, it's real good. But like, yeah, I was thinking about adaptations, and for the most part, I hate them. But they don't really do them too much anymore. What they do with Star Wars, and they do them for the Marvel movies. Did they do it for the Marvel movies? They did do an adaptation for the Marvel movies, did they? Mm-hmm. They did. And so here's the thing that really pisses me off. They'll do a adaptation for a Marvel movie. Let's say um, Iron Man two. 3. Okay. Two. Iron Man three. 3. And they will put out a prequel to Iron Man 3 is what it's called. Prequel to Iron Man 3. So you think, oh, cool. so it takes place in between Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. I know what you mean. Ah, they're, they're filling in the spaces so we can figure out how we got there. Mm-hmm. And what it will be when it hits my shelf will be Iron Man 2. But those are usually like shorter, aren't they? Like they're not like full-on adaptations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You They've sure done it. an adaptation They've done, dude, of the movie? they pissed me off several times. I know about them because I remember... Before some movie, I got excited for one, and then I realized yeah, that's it what like, it was. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the prequel to, yeah. I don't know, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, or Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, and it's Civil War Three, or Civil War, the movie. Yeah, it pisses me off. So it's literally an adaptation of the Civil War, like Captain America movie, Civil War. It's Captain America Civil War adaptation, comic book version that already came out as such, and then they throw a new cover on it saying prequel to... Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Well, first of all, I didn't know that they were still doing adaptations of yeah. the movies. That's I don't order. I don't order. I don't think anyone orders orders them in. I don't know why I had so much trouble with that sentence, but yeah. But why wouldn't you order them in? Because that I mean, I would think there'd still be a selling point to some kid. Because I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> it's a lie. Because if they already bought the Civil War adaptation and then they coming in and they're like, oh good, okay, so wanna... oh good, this, I thought you were saying you weren't ordering the original adaptation oh no i'll order the originals but if i find out that it's just a reprinted original with a new no i understand that i won't order them on on principle but i've never seen here or any other comic book store the original adaptation of any of those marvel movies okay do you have one here now well they're not you won't see them because they're not called adaptations they're preludes to the next movies like i'm looking right now No, that's not what he's saying right but that's what he means like, I'm looking right now. The Iron Man 3 prelude is more about Rhodey. It's about, um, Iron, like, after Avengers 1. It's like Avengers 1, because that was the movie that came out before Iron Man 3. Thank right. you. Yeah. Yeah, so... I was just saying, you know, it was just... I was picking random titles to make my point. They're not exactly that, but, yeah. 
Okay, so the prelude mm-hmm. to Iron Man three three is essentially Avengers, the first Avengers. Sort of. It follows. Yes. It follows that storyline. It kind follows of. Avengers. The it, it takes the ending of Avengers, the first Avengers movie, and then stitches together this little story that fits in between Avengers one and Iron Man three. Kind of. Yeah. But it it. And this is more later stuff. Some of the early ones definitely adapted more, like, just the movies directly. Like, this one is following Rhodey, so it's a sort of a side story. But some of the other ones directly just, follow, just like, kind of follow the movies. I have to see one that is an adaptation of the movie. To me, they seem more like summaries. Like, I, I, I mean, So JD, it's not a full-on adaptation. That's what I'm saying. You know. JD read, read them. I didn't, so I can't say for sure. But the ones I've seen aren't full-on adaptations. They're more like like two issues that tell you the story of the movie so that's not going to be enough to tell the whole story what? it tells you the the key points okay all right i i, I gotta see one right so, and now i have to see this I, I i believe these are unicorns <laughs> i don't believe that they exist until they are in my face and i can milk a rainbow out of them uh-huh <laughs> That's, that's an image right there. That's a sumptuous <laughs> image you got there. <laughs> All right, but before we wrap it up, remember I remember that old segment we used to have, Len? Brandon Ask Us? That's it, the only segment we ever had, yes. Um, <laughs> it's back! Yay! Yay! Brandon has a question. Um, I was just wondering, what is what do you guys think is the best medium for telling stories? Oh, my God. Versus comics, versus books, versus movies, versus TV. Or, or what's your or favorite? Our, our favorite? Yeah, let's do favorite. Okay, favorite. yeah, because I think they're all very good. Because mine's books. That's your favorite? Yeah, because I feel with books, you can they can be as long or as short as you want. They can't be super short, but they, you have more control over the length, and it seems like you have more control over your story. Like with comics, the, the editors and stuff get in your way a lot. Same, well, it and depends with, on the art. Right, and then with movies, they have to fit a certain length. TV shows kind of have to fit a certain length, too. They have to, like have breaks and everything like that. Whereas with books, I feel like you have the most control to tell the story you want to tell. So yeah, that's why I like books the most. Oh, this is so tough. This is so tough. Um, I don't know how to answer that question. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just going through my head, just going like, well, movies are my favorite. I like going to the movies, and movies are one of my favorite things to go to the theater and get some popcorn, and I sit down, and I kind of shut off for, for two hours, but I'm still getting the story out of it. I'm getting experience. I've got the highs and lows. And I, you know what, the more I'm talking, it's either probably film or television. And I think it's only because of those things that you cannot get in books. As much as I love, love, love books, and I've sat down, I've read It, I read 112263, The Stand. Like, I've, I've sat down for the deep dives of some really big novels, mostly Stephen King, to be honest. But uh, I read some big ones. And, um, the Bible. The, just front to back, the Bible. I've never, I've never done that. Um, but I feel like having the soundtrack, the score, the actors, um, I think I get more out of movies or you know filmed entertainment than I do books. Mm. Um, because other, I'm very empathetic. And so if I'm watching an actor, like we just watching a documentary about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, Oh, you you watched the uh, Fred Rogers documentary? Oh my um, God! The whole time, oh, that from one. beginning to end, I was on the verge of tears. 
I'm trying to draw I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. Um, but yeah, that yeah. made me ball. Yeah, man, the whole time I, it was uh it was tough. Um but it was especially, beautiful, but beautiful. Especially when um in that documentary towards the end, because they're talking to all these people about Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. you know, their experience with Mr. Rogers. And then I think Mr. Rogers has this thing where he asks you to just sit oh for a God. moment and just think about being Some, happy, like the happiest day or something like that. Someone you care about. Yeah, someone you just care about. Just think of somebody you yeah. care about. And, and, and you see the people just sit there. Mm-hmm. And you can see the, the range of emotions on their faces that they actually... Because you have to imagine... At first, you're kind of like just sitting there. You're trying to think of the person. Yeah, yeah. And then when you think of the person, you see it. You lock on. And you just... Mess- and I found myself doing that exact same thing, man. Mm-hmm. And I watched that documentary... I remember it so clearly. Um, we, the Black Tribbles, we had just gotten pitched about where, whether or not we were going to return to the, um, the Philadelphia Podcast Festival for that year that that came out. And I watched the documentary, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking, and I know exactly what I was thinking about and everything like that. And I said, um, the next day, I called my man Nathan, who runs the festival. I said, yo, we're coming back, but it's just going to be a one-man show. It's just gonna be me, hmm. and I just and I sat there at the stage at the Adrian Theater on South Street, and I to the audience, I just told them about my experience with this documentary, hmm. and then I asked them all, like, so I want you to just do what Mr. Rogers had me do, hmm. just sit there and think about one person, and we all just sat there for a minute, and then I said, all right. Have a good night. Yeah, it was so cool. It was it was so life changing. Mm-hmm. That documentary, I loved the fuck out of it, man. Yeah, but I mean, I could read a book about Mister Rogers, but about Fred Rogers, but I'm not going to get that same experience. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, even when it comes to like horror movies or sci-fi or anything, things I can, I can use my imagination to put myself in those situations. Mm-hmm. But I'm. E- more, it's more easy for me to tune in if I'm watching someone else do it because I'm so I just too empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I had to pick one, probably movies or, or television. Because these days, I, I think I was talking to somebody about the tele. It was you, Len. We were talking about television these days are just movies. Long so form. Many, long, a lot just, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My, mine would definitely be television. One because I find myself that with books, I don't read novels like like fiction novels if i'm reading a book it usually is a true story or autobiography um i am very much about the visual which is why i still keep returning to the world of comic books Mm -hmm. um but as much as i love a great movie there's something about a tv series that we're really lock on and like really get into a character Mm -hmm. um and pick them apart and, and get into the nuance and the nitty gritty and stuff that just really really thrills me man and mm. and that type of deep rich storytelling is what i like just like tickles me and like gets my gets me going so it's definitely 100% television some of the best things i've seen in the last 10 years i've seen some good movies but i've seen better television yeah for sure yeah i would say television is definitely my second favorite to, to, books. to books yeah 
Yeah. Well, I had experience as you were talking. It reminded me of an experience that I had twice, um, that I've never had with movies or books or comics. I used to get together every week, Tuesday nights, Buffy the Vampire mm. Slayer and Angel. And when that show ended, I felt loss. I literally was a little bummed out for, a, for I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, certainly a couple of days for sure, where I, was, I felt like I was cut off from a group of friends right. that I no longer had access to because of the way that those actors portrayed them, and they were a group of friends, and I felt like I was kind of in that a little bit. I was experiencing their friendship as well. Um, and so there was like that a little bit of loss, and I've never had that in any other medium, like except for maybe Preacher. Mm-hmm. Once Preacher was done, I was sad that it was done. Right. I felt the loss of that story right. in, in, my, uh, in my heart. So, yeah, I think television probably is. Think about how, how the world, or certainly the United States, felt this final season of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Everybody was raging for it. So hmm. much so that there were people who had never watched Game of Thrones felt like, yo, I need to catch yeah. up because yeah, yeah. everybody is on this and then you you were on this week by week you know walk or slog yeah. depending on your your feelings of the season but as as horrible as that was we were all there together yeah which is why when it ended everybody there was kind of like a little bit of a malaise yeah. in the United States <laughs> you know um you know you there's no comic has ever given you that yeah and no book has ever given that because it's never reached as many people at, at the same time at the same time yeah. uh, uh, that's a good question brand i love that question yep oh the other one i never mentioned a little i don't know it's a guilty pleasure i don't know why fuck it i love it gilmore girls oh yeah <laughs> gilmore girls i love it uh i i love that whole town i love stars hollow i've got a i made myself a luke's t-shirt <laughs> um, and uh, I just love Gilmore Girls. I love Sleepy Hollow. And so they they finished the show, and they came back and they did a year in the life. I think it was or something. A, a day I don't in, know. I've never seen. I think it. it was a year in the life. It was four four almost movie length episodes. Okay. Um, ten years later to go back and revisit at where they are now, and I still have not watched the last episode because that means it's over. Because you don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to seal it. So I've mm-hmm. literally just never watched the last episode. I have no idea how it ends. And I'm just kind of okay with that for now. I'm just kind of letting it just maybe one day I'll finish it. See, that's how but, I feel to a degree about, like, I think I mentioned to you about Steven Universe. I yeah. saw the last episode of Steven mm-hmm. Universe. I don't need to see the movie. Comes mm-hmm. back December 7th. And, yeah, but I don't need. I'm good. Oh, so the show's not over. They're doing an epilogue season. Oh, and this will right. be like the last one. Wow. Right. I'm, I'm good. You're good. You're good. I'm good. I don't, I, don't, I don't need. But you mentioned that Gilmore Girls is a guilty pleasure. But I also don't believe in guilty pleasures. But there's something about sitting in a room of men and being like, <laughs> Gilmore Girls is one of my all time favorite shows. I'm just you, so used you to You do being know locked. I watch Riverdale, right? Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> but Riverdale, see. There's a lot of guys do like Riverdale. I watch Vampire Diaries. Okay, there, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now you're, now you're in his... I watch his Vampire head. Diaries twice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're in his wheelhouse. Yeah. There you go. So I watched the first season of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I watched Greek. I used to... Greek? Did that even last? That was like four seasons. 
Wow. Dick. I don't even know what that show is. I used to like feel bad about watching Nobody these things and like, oh, it's my guilty pressure. Yeah. But then it was like, eh, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I moved on. Yeah, I mean, my guilty pleasure, especially in a world of tribbles, was Downton Abbey. Oh, oh I watched that? I could, you know, I could not get enough of Downton Abbey. No Did kidding. you see the movie? No, you see, here's the thing. It's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to see the movie. I think this might just be you not feeling like doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. No, I honestly, I just don't feel like I, I don't want to see the movie. I like the way that it wrapped up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I just, I don't need to see them rewrap it up. Yeah. Okay. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. So I watched I'm, like three seasons, and I meant to get back to it. I just never got to it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, I'm, I've never watched a single episode. Really? Is that good? It's great. It's really nice. It's like kind of quaint too. What which is, is nice. it? Downton Abbey. It's it's. I know it's a BBC. It's a BBC period series. Piece. It's a period piece, and it's it's really, ostensibly, it's about this family that's like, you know, distant relatives of the royals. Oh, okay. Um, and the people that work in the house, you know, the 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 maids, the, maids, the, the, the help, yeah. the help. Yeah. Um. So. So ostensibly, it's about that, but it also is about the changing of that lifestyle mm. in England because yeah. it goes across World War One into World War Two. Hmm. You know, actually, I think it goes into World War One and then coming out of it. So how that that um, it's not the monarchy, but even still, like the monarchy is even losing a little bit of their mm. edge. Like they're definitely on the fringes of the show. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing how it it, uh, it affects all the way down, trickles yeah. down. How many ep- seasons is it? I think it's like about five. Okay. All right. Um, it's oh, pretty, pretty while we're cool. on the BBC tip, though, the folks who were doing uh, Sherlock, mm-hmm. are, did you see the trailer for? Um, Dickinson's, Dickinson's Christmas story. I have no oh, idea. The, um, the uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, Christmas Carol. Did oh. you see the trailer for that? No. Ooh. So I mean, what is it? Sherlock's doing a Christmas Carol? It's well, it's not Sherlock. It's the team behind the show Sherlock oh. are doing a BBC Christmas Carol uh, that looks like a horror. It looks weird. like more horror based. It's weird because they already did that with Doctor Who. Oh, God damn it, Brandon. No, they were the same people who did Sherlock. Oh, was it really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know if it's coming out. It must be coming out this month. Or, I'm sorry, you know, December. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Yeah, so. Uh, I'll show you the trailer once we, once we stop. It looks pretty good. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. That, but, but, I guess that would be cool. But, like, do we really need another Christmas Carol? Yeah. No. Once I mean, once we got Scrooged, <laughs> that's all I need. I love Scrooged. That, okay, that's With Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. It's so good. That's your, that's, that's your favorite uh yeah Christopher Carroll? It, yeah it really is you know he didn't I I think I read he didn't want to do that movie really he he's hated so it. good in it he hated it no I, I swear I swear I read a story where he's he actually so hated doing that movie he was like forced to do it or oh something that makes like me that. sad he's so I mean he really goes for it though he really gets that's your favorite screw like I think there's a tie uh-huh between that without that um even though I do like screws um uh, Patrick Stewart never seen it did Scrooge and The Muppets I, I, I kind of like The Muppets I never saw that one uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie were in one with what's his face with Uncle Scrooge yeah Uncle Scrooge that's, it, that's the Mickey Mouse one isn't yeah it? yeah that's my favorite oh yeah that was good that was and nice. I saw I saw the, one of the originals last year we watched one of the original black and white 
Hmm. Oh, I didn't see the black and white one. I saw the one with uh, George George uh, C. Scott. That was good. Yeah. That was in, that was in color though. Hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just something. The black and white is Alistair Cook. I watched it in a in a formative year of my life, mm-hmm. and that just became the Christmas movie that I liked watching. You know. Because it's it's also it's got some good effects. It's got some good spooky effects, like when um, what's his name comes back, his business partner. Oh, um, Crawley, Jacob. Yeah, Crawley. every time he touches, like just dust and and skin crumbles off of him, mm-hmm. and he goes to drink the the alcohol, and it just pours, pours out of out his of chest. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It's got some good and the 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 effect for the ghost of future. Ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. Ghost of Christmas Future, the one who's like basically like the death. crossbow. Looks like yeah. Keth, death. Yeah, yeah. He was great, but yeah, this one looks awesome. I'm gonna show it to you later. Anything else we want to talk about before we split? I don't think so. All right, me neither. If anybody wants to email us, ugh, god damn it, you can email us at <laughs> one time without emails is fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Blacktribbles at gmail.com or copopgo at gmail.com. If you want to help the show out, uh, me specifically, you can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash say, me and Brandon have seen none you don't of get, this. Hey, none of this ex- coinage. Excuse yet. me. Who's using new mics and new mic stands right now from my Patreon? We are. Yeah, suck a butt. Can I trade the mic stand for like no, a shut candy up. cane? <laughs> you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo or coffee.com slash Johnny Destructo. That's K-O-F-I.com. Or you can hit me up on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash Black Tribbles. No, you haven't seen any of that. <laughs> um, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I give our exclusive, my exclusive Patreon podcast, Greetings from the Bat Base. I just put up my review of Batwoman episodes five and six. Oh, nice. And give you a little update on what's happening in Tribbledom. Yeah. Brandon, where can people find you? You can come in the store and maybe I'll be here. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Did